What's the deal with airline food? It was real salty. Okay, this is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, Chad, how are you doing today? Doing all right. I've been drinking, though, because I turned 29 today, and that upset me greatly. You turned a day? I turned a day. It's is your birthday? Mm-hmm. I, I got you a present. Did you? Yeah, right here. Can you guess what it is? You're going to fart into the microphone. No, it's a cardboard box opening Foley effects. Go open your present. <laughs> See, it's everything you wanted. Oh, is it a gun with one bullet? No, it's a big kiss from me. Oh, no, I don't want a gun with a bullet anymore because I'm happy. That's good. Thank you, Sir Cameron. We turned things around. We did. We had a plot twist. Uh, we have to have a plot first for that to work. <laughs> That's the kind of dark joke I can't make it work because they look at me like I'm a bad person. Did I, did I tell you about that time I was at work and I made a joke like that? You probably have, but I feel like you do it more than I do, so it might be a story I haven't heard. Well, just, we, we sat down in a meeting and I had a rock star. And it was a conference call and like the people in the room know me and we're waiting for the phone to connect and it's just not connecting. And so it's like, you know what, before this open, or like before it starts, I'm going to crack open this can. <laughs> so I pull the can out and I open it, and somebody looks up and sees him drinking an energy drink. And like, oh, oh, Cameron, uh, you probably shouldn't eat those, you know, they'll kill you. And with just the driest voice, I said, I want to die. <laughs> oh my and god. Everyone in the <laughs> everyone in the room was laughing, and I didn't like, I didn't laugh with them. I just sat there with my drink, like staring at it. And it was just, it was the funniest thing, but it's like everyone in there understands me just enough to not actually get worried. Mm -hmm. I made a similar joke the other day at work when few people were talking about politics and someone brought up as like an argument, like, but what are you going to do when like they find a way for us to live forever? And I was like, God, I hope that doesn't <laughs> happen because I really want to die. And then, like, it just, like, stopped the conversation, which was fucking stupid to begin with. And they just looked at me like, like, okay? And then my boss pointed at a fire extinguisher. He's like, well, go bang that against a wall a few times. It might explode on you. I like my boss, because he, he's fine with some of that fucked up humor. And he's really deadpan with it, too. It's great. Oh, I love whiskey. I got orange juice, because I'm trying to recover a bit. Did you drink a lot um, yesterday? I've been fighting off this, like, cough forever. Sure. And so it's like, oh, orange juice. But then it's also, oh, podcast night. Put some vodka in there. There you go. Nice and healthy. Tito's is good vodka. I got... Oh, this is Smirnoff. <laughs> That'll do, too. It's okay. I'm nodding for the listener. So what did you want to talk about today? Well, I feel like we had planned on talking about video game bosses and, like, favorite bosses and cool bosses and things that go into bosses to make them bossy. Um, I didn't do any research or planning, and I had actually planned on planning, but then I didn't because I'm me. So we can still do it. It's just going to be a normal show where we ramble a bit, if that's fine with you. Yeah, we can start with the poll. Did you do a poll? Yeah, on the official Opinions to Cheap Facebook, 
I put a poll called favorite game boss and the options I put are a challenging one, an emotional one, a unique one, or another one. Because to me, that's how I want to break down bosses when I think about them. That makes sense. I'm on our Facebook uh, page, and I don't actually see that poll, so I'm not sure. Well, we got zero voters, so... Oh, something so it doesn't went, really matter anyways. Something went wrong, because I don't think anyone saw the poll. Yeah. But I think these categories are good to work with. Yeah, we can, we can, we can mess with those categories. I'll, I'll fucks with those. So when I say challenging boss, like, what's something that comes to mind? Um, I mean, like, anything in Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Yeah. Those games, or Cuphead, I've never played Cuphead, but, you know, that that's apparently difficult. Eh. I mean, it, it, there's, depends what you compare it to, but yeah. I mean, it's more difficult than Mario, I guess. Because, yeah, like, the, getting the right difficulty is uh, on a boss is, you know, a, a, there's a sweet spot, I think. And I, I, I've i bitched about Dark Souls a bit, where I feel like some of the Dark Souls bosses didn't hit that sweet spot, and if I could skip them, I did. Whereas Bloodborne, I wanted to fight all the bosses. Like, I was fine with throwing myself at them. Well, you know what bugs me is... Uh, Insects? When a game like that mm. has a boss... That you can, like, oh, if you use this item, then you do, like, triple damage. And it's like, oh, that's the trick to beating that boss. I don't like to use those items. I usually don't either, unless I'm getting, like, killed a lot and I get pissed off. And it's like, fuck this guy, I'm gonna use the triple damage. Yeah, it's a little... Oh, yeah, so much time. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you know, in fact, I felt that way in Cuphead, where... There was one boss I was really struggling with, so I changed to a different weapon. And it's not like the weapon's inherently stronger, but it's like, well, maybe it'll be more effective here because it has a spread. So I'm doing that, and then what was really weird was just the way that... Wait, okay. It, it became so easy because it was more effective than I realized it would be. And I started second-guessing myself the rest of the game. It's like, am I picking easy mode by accident by equipping this weapon? Like, am I cheating myself of the experience here? The, yeah, that's its own kind of thing where um, some games, it's like, if you play the game the way it's meant to be played, it's really easy. And so, you know, you, you like, uh, handicap yourself because you still want to have fun and have the challenge. And I think it was, like, the second Red Steel game, my brother played that. And, like, there's some move you learn that makes it just, like, trivializes, like, the back half of the game. And so he's just like, I never used that because... The game wouldn't have been fun if I used it, because you could just like kill every everybody like super easily. You know, bosses. Oh, uh, Mega Man. There's like a there's kind of like a triangle where certain things are more effective to different bosses. Oh yeah, and it's like you know you have to beat one of them without any extra weapons. So it's like to me you have to be able to defeat any of them that way. So I feel bad using the effective weapon. Mega I'd Man is pretty use... fucking hard, though. I, I never felt bad about using the effective weapons. It It is, but it's also kind of like, okay, I'm going to show that I can really do it, though. Because, like, the hard, almost the hardest part was getting to the goddamn boss. I was bad at yeah. Mega Man. Those, I mean, uh, yeah, those games are kind of challenging. 
Honestly, I, I think Mega Man might be harder than Cuphead, though. That wouldn't really surprise me. I mean, the way games have evolved and, and what we perceive as challenging has, I think, changed a little bit. Like, Mega Man's not a super long game, so it's really hard. And then you get your money's worth because you die a lot and keep playing it. Whereas, um, I don't know. I guess I don't know how long Cuphead is. I might have said something stupid. I wonder, actually, let me... I'm going to look up my... uh. Playtime on that real quick. Uh, seven hours. That's a decent chunk of time. Yeah, it's decent. I think I might have spent more time on a Mega Man. I don't... Yeah, Just I don't because know. I'm not good, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of, um... I guess, uh, hard bosses, like, without just talking about fucking Bloodborne, right? Um, I, I don't know. I almost went into this conversation and be like, hey, what's your favorite boss in a video game? Is a beans to start. Not that I want to derail this nine minutes. Yeah, but what's your favorite challenge? Favorite challenge? I don't you know. You know, it's like that. When I think about game boss, I think about accomplishment. Like that means that you beat it. Mm-hmm. So to me, when someone says like you know blah 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 game boss, the way I hear it is blah blah blah, um, a bragging point. Okay. You that know what sense. I mean? But and that's that's what you know, uh, Dark Souls and Demon Souls all is is like. Like, oh, I beat that game that's real hard and you didn't, ha ha It's kind of like where the uh, internet culture came around supporting challenge again. Yeah. I mean, I feel that way about when I beat Bloodborne. It's like, oh man, this really hard game, I actually beat this game. I guess I maybe I don't suck at the video games. I mean, I suck at the video games, but I was able to beat that one. Fucking uh, orphan a cost piece of shit. What about, um, like, in RPGs where you can just grind? Oh, I have an interesting story about an RP- uh, RPG boss. Um, way back in the day, this was when I was in high school, I was playing uh, through the Golden Sun games, and I was on the second one, and there's an optional boss that's in some fuck-all cave, and I remember, like, attacking this fucker over and over, and I could not beat this boss. And so I went online and found a walkthrough, and it was basically, if you're under-leveled, this is how you beat this boss, 100% guaranteed. You just gotta follow exactly the moves I lay out to a T, and you will beat this boss. And so I did, and I was probably like 12 to 14 levels, you know, beneath the recommended uh, level where you approach him. And I killed the boss. And it was like, use this summon first, 10 moves from now you're going to heal, do, you know, do this, do this, do this, and if you follow that moveset exactly the way he laid it out, you would beat this fucking boss. And I don't know how to feel about that. At the time, I was pretty grateful, because I wanted whatever loot he dropped. Um... Becoming, you know, like, thinking about it now, like, as a, as a piece of game design where there is a right and wrong way to f- engage this thing, and if you do the exact right way, you can do it at almost any level in the game, because his moves are, you know, scripted in such a way you can counter them. It's very interesting. Yeah. You know, I... One, one of the things I was thinking about was... What is a game boss in terms of like the what's what what is a boss's role in a game? Um <clears throat> I mean from a gameplay perspective it's like it's like the climax, right? Like you you go through a level, you build up, you build up. This is the climax and maybe from a narrative perspective too. Uh Yeah, that's actually exactly where I was going to go with it. Is I feel like it's it's a gameplay climax and a story climax. So I think that's why a bad boss uh, bugs people worse. 
Yeah. Is because it, it sours the climax part. Like, you're building up to something, and then it becomes annoying, and you get over it, and it's like, oh, man, that was terrible. It's why um the last boss of a game is really important. Because I've definitely played games where the last boss sucks because, like, the developers ran out of time and money. And so they just threw something together, and it's, you know, really boring, and it only has, like, a phase where everything else had, like, two phases or whatever. And you're just like, that's it. That was the last boss. <laughs> Man, Kingdom Hearts 2. Not a good one. Oh, wait, you never played it? Nope. <laughs> okay, so Kingdom Hearts 2 has... I, th- I think this might be the most epic ending I've ever had in a game, where there's a climactic part where it's like, okay, um, here's like the bad guy and all the characters are telling you, okay, we just got to do this one thing. And there's like a giant final fantasy boss where he's just, he's a, he's like all the weapons and all the armor of the bad guys, like fused in one. And he's just sitting on a throne and he cycles through these weapons and he's just sitting on a throne fighting you. (coughs) It's like, okay, this is a cool boss. Um, you're like floating through space and stuff, but after you beat it, there's like a whole vehicle sequence, and then the real final boss shows up, and then like he has another form, and then there's a stage where like Riku shows up and it's the two of you fighting together, and there's a stage where you're controlling both of them at the same time, and you have to push different buttons to block, and then there's a sequence where you have to play as Riku because he captured Sora, and then there's a sequence where you, it's like it keeps escalating. Every time you think, oh, okay, this is the next part, it keeps escalating. And I don't know... <coughs> I don't know what I can compare it to. Because um, it was just such a unique experience when I sat down to play it for the first time. Like, I could not believe what I went through once it was finally over. Because it's like, okay, I thought I was sitting down to do one boss. And it turned into, like, you know, crazy finale to a really long game and it was just it was the most satisfying ending i think that sounds pretty cool because i can definitely think of like some pretty goddamn disappointing last bosses um kingdoms of amalur had a really shitty one so you play for like 90 hours and then you fight like a dragon but you only really can fight its head he's like the body's in the background and the head's in the foreground and it just like breathes some fire at you once in a while and like calls some zombies to attack you and then you kill it and it's like oh, I guess the game's over now it's like the worst well, dragon uh, fight ever <laughs> or or even like Halo 2 where they didn't oh, finish yeah. the last level <laughs> so it's like there almost is no finale yeah Halo 4 had a, um, was, yeah, Halo 4 had a weird kind of, like, like, the last level's cool, and then you go to, like, fight the bad guy, and it's kind of like a quick time event, and it's like, well, that was pretty disappointing. Oh, dude, um, <coughs> uh, what is it, that, that Shadow of Mordor game. Okay. That first one. I love that game. I recommend it. I think it's the best in that genre of Assassin's Creed games. But the the ending is literally just your character decides, like, I will defeat Sauron now. So you go, and there's, like, two button quick time events. And then it's like, you you won. You, you, it's, you, can, you can go or, or stay if you want to be continued. <laughs> And the credits play. 
and it's like it's not a game known for boss fights but the way the whole narrative like the i mean how epic lord of the rings is to just kind of go yeah you you somersault and then you stab him once well, yeah, I mean, like, and, and like, he's like the big, big bad in that series. Like, if you're gonna fight him, which doesn't make any fucking sense at all, like from the, you know where the books are. No. Like, you gotta make it something pretty big. Like, he's the guy. Like, you, uh, yeah, that that's a fuck up. Yeah. I always liked uh, Metroid Prime from the first Metroid Prime game. I thought it was a great, great last boss. It was huge. It made you use, like, everything you got throughout the game, from the morph ball to the morph ball bombs and the big bomb and, like, all the different beams you find and the double jumps. And then you kill it, and then it, like, cracks, and then there's something else there, and you gotta fight it again, and it's like, oh my god, ah! But then you gotta, like, get in the phase on and shoot it, so it introduces, like, a final game mechanic to kill it. I like that boss a lot. That game had a lot of good bosses in it. Yeah, it did. That was a good game. I hope the new one is good. They do a new one. Yeah, four. Oh yeah, like I think they like like showed the logo at an E three or something, and it's like, hey, look a logo, and then it's like, yay, thanks Nintendo. Yeah, it was a little weird, but at least it's something. Yeah, I never finished two, and I like three a lot for the Metro. You know, Prime I actually games. didn't like too much. No, I didn't like the ammo system. I th- there were a few things wrong with that game. They were like trying too hard it. to make it feel different. Yeah, I'd like to go back and replay all three of those at some point because I know I'm pretty sure two is a good game once you get like a bit of ways in and you get a bunch of uh, skills. It's just uh that first kind of hurdle. Yeah, sorta. That's <laughs> that's actually how Metal Gear Solid um or no survive feels where it's like okay as long as i get past this first hurdle it'll be fine but it like it never actually stops being a hurdle mm-hmm. um you reviewed that for we the nerdy.com people should go go check that shit out yeah i think i gave it a 6.5 really the, the game I can't remember. like shit i'm kind of surprised it's that high i don't think i ever actually well, read the review the thing is, and I mean, go ahead and go read the review for yourself, but the bottom line is, like, the controls and everything, like, the gameplay is fun. It's just having to go back to base to drink water takes a lot away from it. I never but, like, really when like you're doing the sur- survival <laughs> mechanics in games. Yeah, they just, they don't work well. No. But besides that, the game kind of works well. Like, I almost feel like they could patch the game, and it might actually become fun. Uh, if you're playing with friends, it's kind of fun. Sure. But it's like you have to qualify it so much. Um, so you, okay, well, you had four categories. One was, uh, was challenge, one was, what, unique? What, what, I don't know which one. Oh, we... yeah. Well, we could talk about unique. Okay. Um, you know, actually, Kingdom Hearts might might be my vote for unique because just the number of phases impressed me. Kind of reminds me of like the Elite hmm. Four in Pokemon where you gotta fight all four of them fuckers. Oh yeah, that's like the first time you're actually challenged in that game. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you pick uh, Charmander then the first two dungeons or the gyms are kind of hard. Well the trick is you just have to remember to actually bring healing items in between. 
Yeah. Like, I just never cared about items, so it's like, I would do it as a marathon. I mean, I afford all my, my money and not spend it on items. So yeah, I have like pretty a much. a million dollars. Like, why do I have to fucking fight the Elite Four? I'm so rich. I'm like 12 and I'm rich. Who gives a shit about their goddamn badges? Well, there's also, like, a gang that took over a city and then you defeated them by yourself. Yeah, like, culturally, like, that's a little more important than uh, fighting these four assholes. Like, you should just take over the city. <laughs> I never thought about that. You as a child are strong enough to take over a city in that game, which which would be a really good Pokemon game. I would play that. Yeah, you know, honestly, I wish they would tell a Pokemon story that had more story to it. Yeah. Because there's, then, like, there's interesting concepts. <clears throat> I don't know. I wish they'd tell a Pokemon story that, like, got fucked up. Like, I was watching uh, Andy the Andy Griffith show today, and it'd be fun, like, if Pennywise was in Mayberry. Like, I want, like, a fucked up Andy Griffith show. <laughs> Where, like, they stab like a that. dude and have to hide the body every episode. That would be fun. Because Barney's incompetent. They take his gun and they give him a knife, and he's still, like, just really dangerous. But back to video games... Um, unique. Uh, it's not a boss, but the last level of Earth Defense Force 2025 is um is pretty fucking wild because it's kind of a boss in that like there's a giant spaceship that takes up like the whole sky and you gotta blow it up, and so you know you have to kill this thing. But there's also just like hundreds of fucking bad guys trying to kill you as well, and then like there's different phases. And so if you do enough of damage to the boss, like, it'll spawn bigger bad guys, you gotta fight them first, but the boss also has, like, all these cannons on it, and they're shooting at you. Um, and that, it's like, you're like, I think 50 or 60 levels in, and that's probably one of my favorite, you know, bosses, but in air quotes, because I don't really know if it's a boss or not, uh, in a video game. Because it's huge, and it's scary, and it's epic, and it's, it's just wild. It's also really fucking hard. Oh, what about, um, what about, like, a? we talked about last week of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Are there any bosses from that game that you think fondly of? My problem is I don't remember a lot of them because it's been so damn long. Well, that's the thing. I think most of them aren't actually memorable. Like, And it's funny because there's so much about that game that people really cling on to. Mm-hmm. But then there's other stuff where it's like, yeah, do you remember the guy from the temple? I was like, uh, he had, like, a cooldown, right? I mean, I remember, like, some of the Kara bosses, uh, because they had, like, a, a little gimmick to them, like, the big robot who, like, if you went into a certain phase, you could do, like, triple damage, so you'd have to save all your cooldowns for them. Um, I remember in one of the T5 dungeons, you had to fish up a big fish, but I feel like the most interesting thing about that boss was that you actually had to have someone with, like, level 300 fishing, or you couldn't fight him. <laughs> and then even oh, then, you, you still had to, like, fish him up so you could fish for like 20 minutes to still not fucking get him to pop <laughs> um but talking about unique uh in Kara, there's that one where it's like you play a game of chess oh yeah that was a cool one um i don't really remember much about that fight i've never i it was never like the dude that like was given the directions it was always like hey you go be the rook character and you move where i tell you to and we'll we'll be done with this in like six minutes because i think there was a certain you know, method to beating that really fast when you had it on farm. Yeah, 
but the concept is still there, and that's fun. I like the concept. I mean, there was a boss, like, you fought, like, a demon, and, like, I know there was... I can't remember what he did, but it involved, like, spawning a thing, and he had to go fight that thing, but it, like, took over a character, maybe. I. That's where you get the uh, the squid staff if you're a druid. Oh, that's a cool one. Yeah, I, I saved... I, I held on to that, like, the whole time I played the game. I always had that in my bank, and I could go walk around with it and pretend I was in a hentai anime. But, like, the mosses from World of Warcraft I remember fighting the most or, like, towards the end when I was bored and just, like, soloing stuff. So I remember before they turned Onyxia into a, a new raid, like, I'd go fight her as a level 60 boss and I was, like, level 80. And just kind of, like, the the, the long, grueling, you know, the way to, to kill her, but it was a lot of money. And so you'd have to, like, tank through, like, the first phase and then go into, like, cat form in the second and, like, dodge some shit and keep, you know, swiping at her and or throwing moon fires at her or whatever and then going back into bear form when she came down for third phase and, like, that was a lot of fun, you know, trying to figure out how to to solo this, you know, 40-man raid boss as a single person. Yeah, that's kind of a fun experience. Um, Ahoon! Fucking, uh, the, the, uh, spring boss from the level 70 was really fun because it was an ice elemental and it that was uh, it had some cool like ice attacks it would summon some uh, bunch of mobs and stuff like I remember enjoying that boss I don't know if it really was like gameplay that crazy but just visually it looked cool um oh you know what I like is the bosses from Final Fantasy 14 uh, uh what they do <clears throat> for the for like the the kind of raid encounters, a lot of them. Uh, if you're doing it like on the normal just story mode, you kind of have a easier version of it, and it's it's neat. <laughs> but when you do hard mode, there's a point where the phase changes, and there's a something new, but it changes the music too. Oh, cool! So it's like there's a new fail mechanic, and you have to clear it. And as soon as you clear it, it's like there's a giant explosion and it starts playing like J-pop. <laughs> and the whole arena's on fire. And it's just like, it gets you pumped up. There was a... Oh shit, I had an idea and then I think it left. Oh, World of Warcraft level uh, 80 stuff. I remember there was a boss where everybody was in vehicles and you had to like fight it in a vehicle like you had, you know, Oh, I hate that one. That was kind of cool. It's it's neat the first time, but then it becomes tedious. Oh yeah, because it takes for fucking ever to kill like, the guy. And it's like the first yeah. boss of that raid too. And you also move so slow. Yeah. They actually put in a mechanic so you can skip it entirely because people were complaining it takes so long to farm. I'm not. That's an interesting thing where like, part of me is just like I'm kind of glad they did that because that boss did suck on farm. Part of me is also, like, it's fucking an MMO. It's supposed to be farmy and grindy, and you're not really supposed yeah. to be having that much fun. I think I'm with you there. You know, just get the fuck over it. Because didn't, like, the, the vehicle damage, like, scale based on gear? Or am I wrong? I, you know, honestly, I don't know. It must have, because I, otherwise you could, like, walk in with, like, really shitty gear and kill the first boss. Yeah, but it is just the first boss. I mean, it still probably drops some good stuff. <laughs> if I could remember what it was called, I'd go look it up. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to think of, of Warcraft bosses, and I can think more about, like, the raid setting is always a lot more interesting than the boss itself. Yeah, which is funny because you're always there for the bosses because they drop the best gear. 
But man, it has been a long time since I've done raids. I'm trying to think of a... I think it was a Zulaman, which is a like tier 1.5 raid in uh, Burning Crusade. And it was like, you know, really troll themed. I know that had cool bosses, a lot of elemental stuff. I can't can't fucking remember any of them other than they were really goddamn hard. Oh, you know what? The the current endgame boss I get really frustrated because there's a there's a phase where he kills everyone. And then while you're in ghost form, you go over to this other like god person and they'll revive you. But you can keep doing that. So as long as like not everyone's dead, you can actually kind of like keep cycling. Hmm. And the idea is he's doing so much damage that you're gonna die, like even on you know fully geared and everything. So when you go in with a random group, nuts, no one's paying attention. They go, "Oh, I died," and then they'll stand around. So it's impossible to clear because half the group will just sort of like chill out. Go, oh, uh, res, please. <laughs> And it's like walk over to the green light, res, please. So, I've I found the boss, the 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 uh, the vehicle boss, uh, Flame Leviathan. It's in the what's the name of this raid? Is that Uldor? Uldor, yeah. He drops some pretty decent shit. I'm seeing a lot of jewelry, which you know anybody can use. I see a helmet with a with a meta socket. Drops a, a decent sword, maybe, and a dagger or a fist weapon. I said, I don't so know maybe if they're really it did scale not, with stats. Because you're right, that would kind of break it. Um, drops a pretty, pretty cool mace. It's a two-hander too, so I could use that as a druid. I probably, I think I did. That that name's familiar. What the fuck does this look like? The Iron Soul. Yeah, I totally used that mace at one point. So yeah, like he he had some, he had some all right stuff. So there must have been some, some uh, stat increase or whatever when you had better gear. He apparently drops an enchant that I don't recognize and definitely never got. It's called Blade Ward. What's that do? Increases parry, inflicting damage on your next parry. Oh, that's kind of cool. I, I don't think I ever saw that drop. Which maybe isn't that surprising. It's probably a really garbage drop rate. Oh, it looks like it drops from a handful of things and it can just like... 0.3%. Fuck off, World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why you gotta do this? Okay, so how about an emotional boss? Emotional? It's more, mm. Maybe more story than the gameplay. This is why I wish we had done some thinking beforehand. Or by we, I mean me. Because I know, I know some exist. It's just a matter of remembering. My problem is I don't really play RPGs anymore. Generally don't have time. That's not a problem. That's a perk. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> um, you you go first. I'll try to think of one. I want to say Jetstream Sam from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I was always meaning to play that game because I know it's really good. It is really good. That might be one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. And what's neat is like the story is getting towards this climactic part. And you're on the way to, like, fight the final boss. So you're just driving your robo-motorcycle down the street. And um, and then Jetstream's there. And he's going to be there to stop you. <laughs> so you have this cool samurai duel. And what's neat is, like, he's 
he's the first um boss that will like that is, that's also using a katana like in a way it's kind of a mirror match oh sure <laughs> and there's some phases to the boss fight that they don't they're not super special but it makes it feel like a fight and you're like you're out in the desert and it's a sunset and it just has this like great samurai motif but the the way that game is like you can cut through anything and it shatters and stuff and i remember <laughs> there was a part where i was really like i was doing all the tricks that i knew and i'm bouncing around and blocking stuff and he's bouncing around and blocking stuff and there's a part where we connected midair <laughs> We bounce off each other, and we land on opposite sides of this giant rock. And it's like, I can't see him over this boulder. So I start doing this ninja jump where, like, I hop on top of the rock. And then there's, like, a slice, and he cut through it right where I was. And the and the rock is now, like, the top half is midair. And I'm still on top of it. And I did this other, like, ninja hop to the side, and he cut right where I was again. And it got to the point where I was hopping from piece to piece of this broken rock until I was up in the air over him, and then I slammed down. And he, I was about to connect with him, and he like slid back real quick. And it looked staged, like it looked like it was a a deliberate choreographed scene. And the knowing that it wasn't, and that I'm actually like playing the game like this, it like it gets your adrenaline going so much. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever forget that fight. I really need to play that game. I would recommend it. Um, I thought of one. This is kind of a weird answer, but uh, in Dragon Ball Xenoverse, fighting Frieza and killing Frieza, like, was wonderfully emotional in that, like, I always wanted to fight alongside Goku since I was, like, 11. Yeah. And so, you that know, being, great. being able to do that in that game was so fucking amazing. Definitely. I uh, love these uh these self insert games. Like I hope they keep making them because Sonic Forces was like that too. Oh yeah. Where it's like, wow, I'm friends with Sonic the Hedgehog. I never. Part of me really kind of wants to play that game, but like, so many people are like, it's fucking terrible. Don't like. Why would you even think about it? It's like, cause I want to be friends with Sonic. That's the point. But it kind of does look pretty bad. <laughs> did you see that mod someone did? Apparently it's easy to swap in models and uh someone took the shadow DLC and they replaced Shadow's body with a toilet. Oh god. And they even like they lip synced the the toilet lid with the with Shadow's mouth. So like during the cutscenes he's there and like the toilet's like flapping its seat. Oh my god. Like, Don't tell me what to do. I've been doing this for as long as I And what's great is like when you're in game, you're just a toilet like floating around. Mm-hmm. But you also have a little porcelain handgun out for no reason. And it just, it's the best thing in the world. That sounds pretty crazy. People do weird shit with games. Do we ever talk, like, there's, like, a dude, like, on Patreon who makes a ton of money, and he makes, like, fake drugs for Sims characters. <laughs> I Oh, man, I love the internet. I think you you might have been the one to tell me that, like, that's a thing that a dude does. I don't know. I I think I read it somewhere. I don't remember sharing it. It's it's you weird or my that that's their hobby. Yeah, but it's just like the fucking stuff the internet allows people to do and make them a living off of. 
It's just it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But then it's like it kind of does because it's the internet. Yeah, it's like every time I see something weird, it's like I never would have thought of that, but someone would have. Yeah. Sometimes it's like you're you're kind of like picture like fuck I could have thought of that and it's like yeah but you didn't that dude did and so he's making I'm a bunch still of money mad that Undertale thing. exists. I'm still mad that Undertale exists. <laughs> Never did play it. it. It looks so fucking ugly. I don't don't know it's why anybody like, would. <laughs> what's annoying is like I can't. I can never make my game because it'll just feel like I'm copying Undertale now. You can still make it. I uh, I think I have to redesign it. Mm. Making games is weird. You can making go on game sp- comics is weird. Did you see it was the anniversary of that Lost comic? Is it? Yeah. Like today or like this week? Uh, Like last week or something. Okay. But it was just weird, like, <laughs> seeing seeing people, like, reminisce about their favorite versions of this uh, miscarriage joke. Okay, um, I'll be honest, I'm pretty much all about the, the loss as a meme. I really enjoy it. It's weird. Like, why... <laughs> Why is why is it so big? I mean, there are so many lost jokes out there. I think I think part of it is the absurdity of it, and then part of it is the ease of it. It's like it's not that hard to put a four panel thing together, vaguely mimicking the uh, character layout in that. You know, it's a couple of lines. That's true. I saw a uh, like a D and D alignment, uh, you know, grid. Where it's like there's a scale of um of like being true to the form and being like loose with the form and then a scale of like being uh true or loose with the subject material. And it's like they had like a nine or a three by three grid of all these different styles of lost comics. And I was thinking about like the ones that are my favorites, like, oh that one fits there and that one fits there and that one fits there. <laughs> I like the Seinfeld one. I don't know if I've seen that one. Where it's like Kramer opening the door because he, he opens doors like that. Oh, yeah. And then there's like George lying on the floor. I saw one the other day that like someone went to a grocery store where like the milk was, like the skim milk and the and the like the like 2% and just set up like loss. And so like one of them, the milk was tipped over and just like took this picture of like four different things of milk and 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 it's just like to me that's fucking great because it's so stupid and all you're doing is rearranging like you know half gallon cartons of milk there was one on nickelodeon uh actually you know what steven universe too so cartoon network (laughs) i think you've said that they they show up like in the background is just like it's just lines yeah, but it's like this this insider thing where if you know what lines you're looking for, you see it. Yep. I'm definitely at a point where, like, I've seen enough lost comics and jokes where, like, if I see a four-panel comic, I just immediately look for it. It's like some Pavlovian shit. Yeah, it really is. In fact, maybe that's part of the success, too. I, I think that I think that really is. It's like, it kind of caught on, and people started looking for it, and then they started making it, and so more people started looking for it, and it just builds on itself. Because it's not, like, funny inherently at all. It's 
It's just kind of no. dumb and sad. And then, but the internet really likes dumb and sad, and it just snowballs. I found one. I'm googling it, and there's one where it's the Incredibles two logo. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> there's another one. Okay, there's more than one in Steven Universe. This is great. The there's a donut shop, and apparently on the on the menu there's a two by two grid where there's like one donut or two donuts or two donuts that are different or, or another two donuts, but one of them's lying down. <laughs> <coughs> nice, man. I love it. So I asked in a podcast or group that I'm in that has a lot of people what your favorite boss is and uh, things you like about bosses. And this one dude, and I don't know if I have permission to say his name, so I'm not gonna. He says, Artorius from Dark Souls. Dude has an awesome intro and straight up wrecks your shit if you don't know what's going on. And then he says, uh, Gigas from Earthbound Mother 2 because of the unconventional way you have to defeat him and because of the sheer horrific reality of what is going on while you're fighting him. So thanks, dude. Oh, that's dude. a good one. I don't know who any of those two are, so but you know. You don't know Gigas? No. So, uh, speaking of loss, the whole uh, <coughs> the whole thing at Earthbound is that an evil alien force is going to come and like destroy the Earth. Mm-hmm. So it gets to the point where you pretty much you go back in time and defeat this monster force when it's like still forming. And what's weird is that the map when you go there is like uh it's actually a diagram of like the female anatomy. Oh wow. So there's like this whole metaphor that this is you're actually like going back in time to abort the alien before it can kill you. That's clever. <laughs> but it's it's very abstract. Like the whole thing is like you're going to a different dimension. Um your bodies can't even exist. Like they have to make these like robot bodies that your soul goes into so that you're not affected by the world. And it's it's really weird, but it's brilliant too. Isn't and what, most of Earthbound hmm? really abstract. Uh, you know, some of it is, and some of it isn't. And you know, I think we might actually talk about Earthbound a lot if we want to do a like an art design or a world building show, because there's stuff to talk about in that game. Sure, <laughs> and there's a reason people like it. I've never played any of them. I would recommend Earthbound before Undertale. Yeah, they're both RPGs, and I don't fucking want to. Yeah, I I don't know that you would actually sit down and enjoy Earthbound, but if you read like a walkthrough of it or something, I could do that. I'm pretty good at but reading stuff. What's neat with the with the boss at the end, like it it's so it's so trippy, like the visuals going on, because it's like you're having trouble comprehending what you're even looking at. <laughs> sure. What's kind of neat is like there's no music. Oh. Which is strange. And the background is like extra trippy. Like you're having trouble like really grasping what you're looking at. It's just like scary imagery that keeps undulating. And what's really cool is like when it attacks, it says like it attacks with an attack you can't comprehend and just sort of take damage. And so even in game it's abstract. And what you do 
is kind of weird. You have to, uh, one of the characters has a move called Prey. And what Prey does is uh, the character, like, skips a turn. And then a couple turns later, like, people get healed. Oh, that's cool. So you have to, like, keep praying. And after you pray so many times, then it's defeated. Huh. Which is kind of like, you you might end up doing that because you're taking so much damage that it's like, well, I need to heal. Maybe I'll just keep praying. Um, But it's almost like you're not even sure if it's going to work or not. And it gets to the point where maybe that's the only character left and the rest of the party's dead. And it's like, I'm going to keep praying, but I'm not doing any damage because all I'm doing is healing myself. Sure. So it turns into this really tense moment where it's like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Like that's that's actually a really good example of what good boss design is for a climactic finale. Yeah, I always like the um It's weird but when it comes to like the the Soulsborne games, like the last boss in the games, I don't know if is is very good. It's usually like like a really like like the last optional boss or something. Mm-hmm. That uh winds up being, you know, like the best one. Yeah, I hate that. It's weird. Sometimes I'll sometimes I'll accidentally like beat the optional boss that's harder and then go to the the final boss and I accidentally like outleveled it. Yeah. Like I feel like the the Dark Souls 3 the last boss was uh was annoying. Not like it wasn't like fun, it was just annoying cuz it like it had like all of these attacks that you've kind of seen in the game and and kind of, you know, had like a bunch of different weapons that could switch around. And then like the arena had like, like all these swords in the ground, and like you can kind of get stuck on them. Mm-hmm. It's fucking frustrating. And then you fight Gale, who is the last boss of the DLC, and he's like one of the best bosses of the two Bloodborne, you know, Soulsborne games I've played. He was so fun. He was really hard. He, it was a long fight. Like it got to the point where like I basically could do phase one without being hurt. Um, and then I found out like phase three is actually kind of easy if you use a shield, and, <laughs> and then I, I beat him that way. Yeah, yeah gets... sometimes it, it's weird. Sometimes you have like a really good experience when you don't outlevel something. Yeah. And that's that's kind of my problem with RPGs is sometimes you can end up in a situation where it's like, oops, I accidentally um made it so easy that it's not even a big deal. There was a fight in Darksiders 2. It was an optional boss that I was like basically fighting 10 levels too early. It was really, really fun, and I killed it, and I felt really accomplished after a handful of tries. And then I went back and found the other optional bosses, but I was, like, ten levels too high. And then it wasn't even fun. It was just, you know, like, I'm smashing attack, and then they die, and then I'm done. And it's weird that, like, you can make a game, and it's like, the content in this game is only fun if you are between this point and this point. If you're too early or too late, it's going to be either frustrating or too easy. Oh, man. So, we talked about challenge in games, right? Yep. So, going back to Revengeance, uh, after beating it on hard, I unlocked the next difficulty where it, it gets to the point where, like, you, you can't uh, you can't take any damage at all. And I was getting used to playing that way because it was, it was challenging, but that's what I was spending all my time on was just that one mode. So, my brother went back and he's like, oh, I want to play the game too. So, he's playing on normal... <laughs> he gets to the final boss and he just he can't beat it quite like he's getting close but it's like ah oh, okay that one part so it's like it got to the point where he just wanted to see what the end of the story was so he hands me the controller it's like okay well you just do it okay 
I, f- I was practicing on you can't get hit once mode. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what was funny was like the first phase of the boss, he kept saying like, well, how'd you dodge that? Oh, I didn't know you could do that. What did you do yet? And it, it was getting so tense because I thought you couldn't get hit while doing sure. this. And so it got to the point where I was like 90% done and then he hit me once and I got frustrated and dropped the controller. And he's like, no, no, you're still going. And I looked up and I still had like almost all my health. And it's like, I'm a <laughs> god. <laughs> it's like, and I went back to it because I forgot you could take damage. And it was the funniest feeling. It was like, oh, wow, I actually learned how to do something this game because I'm, I'm actually like getting good at something for once. Watching my brother play Dark Souls 3 is kind of like that, or, or Bloodborne, because he's played them those games so many times. <laughs> and they'll be like, there's a, there's a boss in Dark Souls 3, a big dragon called Madir, and I was just like, I can't fucking do it, I don't, I don't even want to bother, it's just, I'm, I'm done with this game. And so he literally grabs the controller and he starts fighting, and he goes, you know, just like 10 minutes or whatever of this big long fight, he doesn't get hit once. And he gets the boss down to the last few hits. And then he fucks up once, and the boss just, like, two-shots him and kills him. <laughs> and he's just like, oh yeah, sometimes this happens on Madeir. I was just like, fuck off. There's no way I'm ever trying this one. I don't need to kill this dragon. <laughs> but it, it, it's crazy, like, I've, I've, you know, watched him play those games, and he'll he'll play, like, handicap builds or whatever. He only levels up to a certain amount, or only uses certain weapons. And, you know, goes through the game. And I'm just like, no, the one time I played normally where I got to use all of the, the cheap shit that I could, it's good enough for me. Those games are satisfying by the end, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I'm glad that I played them both. I had I had fun with them. I love the ending to Bloodborne. Yeah. Ooh, fuck, I'm yawning. Yeah, I'm like, I'm normally tired, too. We're 54 minutes in. We did start, we did record this, like, way later than normal, so this is... Yeah, but I normally stay up late, so this is, like... It's weird. Oh. Okay. Well, hey, I mean, I think we talked about our favorite bosses. Mine's Ludwig. He's cool. Mine's Bowser. Bowser's cool, too. Uh, he has a theme song. <laughs> I probably drank too much tonight. I'm probably hungover tomorrow. It's going to suck. Good luck. Happy Friday. Know. Yeah. Uh, you got a glad space? Sure. I've been watching an anime called Steins Gate. And it's pretty good. Though I'm not done with it, and I'm actually a little nervous on how it's going to end. But, uh, man, them first, like, 16, 17 episodes are great. So, if it, if you're in for a journey and not an ending, it's definitely one of those. And I might end pretty good. I don't, I don't know. I've got, like, four or five episodes left. Uh, but it's really funny. It's cool time travel stuff, and uh, I, yeah, it, I feel like it does a good job with character and humor. Like it's a really fucking funny anime when it wants to be. What's that called again? Steins Gate. There's a semicolon okay. in there because anime. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Does that have my hero Reinhardt in it? Who's Reinhardt? He's my favorite character from Overwatch. Oh, okay. When I went to college, there was three buildings at Viterbo. One of them was called the Reinhardt Center, and that was for all the art art stuff. So when I hear hear that, I think of, of where I went to school. 
You should play Overwatch with me. I don't want to play Overwatch. I hate you. I'll play Lawbreakers, but no one's playing Lawbreakers. That's the thing. It's like, it's the same game. No, it's not. It's not. It's just, it's exactly the same. It has Rick and Morty in it. It has, um, there's a rocket launcher. It's all the same stuff. My brother's been playing Overwatch. It's great. He likes the lady with the rocket launcher. She's stupid. I hate her. Oh, man, you're a duty head. I'm going to pick the Mexican character and just, like, hack her so that she can't fly anymore. <laughs> I love doing that. It's really funny when a when is like, floating around and totally owning the whole thing. And it's like, you know what? Boop, boop, boop. No, you're to go down. <laughs> they just announced a new character, and it's, like, the most boring announcement ever. Because it's, like, everybody saw it coming. So it's well, like, guess what? That character you saw coming is coming out. It's like, okay, thanks. How dare they? I'll read the patch notes. Uh, I got a glad space. What are you glad about? When I need to smile, I go to Google, and I just type in branded child caskets. Say that again. Branded child caskets. I thought that's what you said, and I was a little concerned. And then you confirmed it, and now I have to do this. Branded child caskets. I just... I love the idea of like <laughs> if if I was if I was ten, I would not ask for a Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two casket. Like I don't want to be remembered as having a, a three to one KD ratio. You know what I mean? <laughs> like even I'm... as a child, I wanted dignity. So when I look at these like branded child, caskets, oh my god, this has like, got hey, a minion on it. You just, yeah, it's like, you love Minions so much, you love Frozen so much, you want to be buried in it, and it's like, you know, I don't care if you're a child, no, just, that's not what a funeral is. Cameron, I'm not gonna lie, this is some fucking morbid shit right here. It, it is, I, and you know, I, I don't want to put morbid stuff in glad space, but it just, it makes me laugh every time, because it's just stupid. I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not, I googled it, I'm not getting enough of them. It's, I'm getting a lot of weird shit, but not it. <coughs> these, these dumb dead kids. <laughs> Brand name funeral caskets for sale. Oh, these are all like like these aren't what we're looking for. These aren't these aren't the dead kids you're looking for. <laughs> Man, I love. Oh, this this is a good one. There's a WWE one. You can get caskets at good... Costco. Yeah, you can get everything at Costco. What if you get caskets at Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> I I love this one here. <clears throat> there's a there's there's a Call of Duty one, and it says Nicholas got called to duty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> There's a dead kid in that. <laughs> I like to think duty means poop. He got called to poop and it killed him. That's uh, that. What site are you fucking finding these on? <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
there's a there's another Call of Duty one. Oh, I um, <laughs> someone photoshopped on like there's Call of Duty. It has the logo on there. It's so tacky, and it said Matthew Cool sixty nine has signed off. Our generation sucks. I, I that's the thing. It's like <clears throat> it's not funny that the kid died. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's like, have you seen the Twix one? No, there's a Twix one? <clears throat> Someone designed a Twix casket oh my God. that has room for two, so the two of you can be buried together. Okay, that's clever. <clears throat> also, Twix is it's, not a great candy, so it's stupid. It's, um... <laughs> well, bury me not in a Call of Duty casket, is all I'm saying. Bury me with my guns on, so I reach the other side. I can show them what it feels like to die. Hey, real talk. Do you want to be buried? No, I want to be, like, thrown into the goddamn woods, and then wolves can eat me. I want to donate my body to science, because I think at least some good will come of that. I suppose. But at the same time, uh, how much good, huh? I there's a, There's an artist I follow... And he said that his uh, his weirdest experience going to college and studying art was uh, when they're doing figure studies. There's a point where they went to the medical area, and there's like a morgue where they have dead body parts, and it's for the medical students to like take apart. But it's like okay, before they take them apart, uh, you can draw them. <clears throat> so this way, you can get up close and personal and like touch a foot. So they just like hand you a daggum foot, hmm. and there was literally like there was a bucket of heads. And they said, don't open that one. There's heads in there. And that one's really gross. But if you Just open that, you'll feet. be ahead of the game. <clears throat> well, that's what uh, that's what this guy thought. And he, he looked in there once, and there's a bucket of human heads. And he was like, well, I shouldn't open that. <clears throat> I don't know what I would do if I saw a bucket of human heads. Because part I'd of me vomit. is just like, I've been on 4chan. I can probably handle that. I don't think I could. You know, the other I, part I, of me is I, like, like, I a have tough empathy. Guy. <laughs> there's things that I, I really don't care about. Like, I've been saying some really mean and hateful things lately about uh, people going under a tough time. Um, I got this tough guy exterior, but, you know, if, I, if I'm if i being honest, I think I would just vomit. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably do that, too. I don't know. I was watching a 60 Minutes thing the other day, and there was a lot of dead kids in that because it was, like, in Syria. And I, it, I feel like I was pretty divorced <laughs> from it where it's just, like, you're looking at it, and it's like, I know it's real, and I know it's horrible, but I'm looking at it, and just my mind is like, ah, oh, that's not real. Don't worry, you're not going to get sick or feel, like, too sad about this, because it's fake. But I know it's not. I know it's very real. But it's like a coping mechanism where it's like, if I lie to myself a little bit, I can go about my day and not have it ruined. Mm-hmm. And so if I saw a bucket of heads, I'd probably do the same thing, where I'd be like, ah, eh, those are probably, like, plaster things from mannequins, it's fine. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things where, like, the, the coping mechanisms of the mind that you can't control and sometimes you can acknowledge, but you're still just like, I'm glad you exist. Or I'd be real upset right now. Oh, shoot. Look at this one I just sent you. There's Anna and Elsa caskets that come <laughs> with, like, <laughs> like, wigs and a little tiara on the casket. I like how the Elsa one is bigger. <laughs> Because she's the big sister. <laughs> so this way, if both your daughters die in a plane crash. 
<laughs> or a it's terrorist a- attack. It's you a good thing. Them. It's a good thing they both liked Frozen so much so they can have a masking, uh, a matching uh, funeral. <laughs> you know she did let it go. Is <clears throat> <laughs> 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 this the best episode ever? <laughs> I haven't felt this happy in years. It's good. I told you, man, child caskets. Go ahead and Google them. <clears throat> you'll just, you'll be laughing for ages. You need to, like, yeah, I'm I'm a fan. <laughs> I, I like that was upset. a horrible thing I just fucking said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> you were really, it, it was funny, because when I first said it, you didn't want to believe, but... You get it now, right? I hate capitalism. It's maybe where I'm going with this. And millennials. You know, if I... I, like, I seriously want my body donated to science, but... If, if like, a funeral had to be done, and they want to have, like, a casket out, I want to have, like, a Tim Burton-style, like, that shape. Mm-hmm. None of this rectangle stuff. I want to have the cool angles on it. Sure. Do we... Do we uh, want to end here on dead children? Yeah. That's a good ending. I'm happy with this. <clears throat> oh, boy. What a night. Yeah. Fuck. So, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. You gave me the best <laughs> birthday present today. It was dead children. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I I want to find like an Undertale one. There's got to be an Undertale <laughs> casket, right? Fuck. Oh Darn. boy, there's so much fan art. I just googled Undertale casket, which is not a thing I'd ever thought I'd Google. <laughs> but you know, we we hit new lows every day. So, <clears throat> you never played Undertale? Nope. We might talk about that game sometime. I mean, I'm not gonna ever play it. No, so you I don't guess have you can to talk about it and I can listen. I would like to talk about I don't think we'll do this next week, but I think we should do an episode about like fan communities. Hmm. <clears throat> Cuz we talked a little bit about like My Little Pony. Yeah. But like I'm looking at all this fan art and it's like the idea of fan art in itself is interesting. I feel like that'll just turn into a real 34 conversation, so I'm okay with that. It might. Did you see that South Park where there was like a whole Yuri episode? Yeah, that was great. It was great, but they also used actual fan art. Like they went on Twitter and Facebook and said, hey guys, we're making an episode about fan art. Will you draw these two characters making out? And all the submissions they got that week are like what they used in the show. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, like there's stuff to talk about. So we, we might actually do a fan, like a fan art or a fan community episode one of these weeks. What should we talk about next week? Um, I don't know. <clears throat> Fuck you, Google, for, like, removing the whole, like, view image. Oh, yeah, that's super weird, isn't it? Like, oh, here why we go. make that change at all? I got one for ya. Oh, dude, that's cool. Super Shane. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh. You can tell it's all hand-painted. Oh, man. Shane liked Mario, and then Shane died. I, mm, 
I okay, you know what? I was making fun of the Call of Duty kid, but if I was Shane right now, I would want to be in a in a Sonic the Hedgehog casket. All right, well, I will Google Sonic casket and see what comes up. Because I've I've turned into a fucking horrible person. Uh man. I I looked for Pokemon. Oh my nothing. fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking thing. <laughs> Is it photoshopped? I don't, oh, oh fuck! Probably. I don't know. You know what? It actually kind of. Shoot, dude! I <clears throat> I believe that one. My my browser's like you don't want to go to the website. <laughs> There's a couple other pictures of it, though, uh, from different angles, so I think this one might actually be real. <laughs> okay, the Daily Mail is tabloid I... <laughs> shit, so this still might be fake. But why are there any of these? I don't know. Oh, I feel sick. <clears throat> like, happy, but also sick. Well, that's the liquor for you. You were drinking Smirnoff's. Yeah, only a little. I was actually pretty good tonight. <laughs> so, hey, you know what? As a happy birthday to Chad and a happy birthday to all our listeners out there who can find Opinions Are Cheap on Facebook and actually answer the Dagum poll this time. Yeah, you should go do that, listeners. We'll tell you you're post, a good boy. Um, we should post our favorite uh, child caskets on the on the <laughs> on the Facebook page. Yeah, tell us what, what you would like to be buried in if you had to be defined as a corpse by a property you liked. How about Tomb Raider 3? Yeah. Or like American Pie. Remember those movies? Oh. Shoot, let's look up Star Wars casket. Oh, fuck, we have to do this real quick, don't we? Because there's, uh, there's adults that like Star Wars, so... Yeah, there might be some big ones. So, Oh, wow. There's a Star Trek one that looks like the pod that they shot Spock out of. I found a Cubs I'm seeing, one. There's funerals. Um, here's a Klingon one. That looks cool. Here's a TARDIS one. I'm, I don't like that at all. That one looks photoshopped. I don't believe that's real for a second. Here's a Cubs one. You can put your favorite ball team on there. I kind of hate that Photoshop exists because now I'm looking at some of these and it's like, oh man, that might not be real. You know what? I hate that computers exist, because have you seen that, uh, there's, like, software there where you can put, like, someone's face over another face in video? Yeah, people are doing that for And porn. somebody, yeah, but somebody did an interesting one where they took Alec Baldwin doing a Donald Trump impersonation, and then they, like, put a photo of Donald Trump there and had it actually, like, hey, look, it's, <clears throat> it's Donald Trump saying these joke things, but it really looked like him. Huh. And it's like, you know, we're going to get to the point where this technology is perfected and no one can tell, like, what's real or not anymore. Yeah, I mean, it It already comes into, oh my god, a Budweiser one. That's, I don't know, that just looks a little too polished. That one might be fake. I think that one is actually, like, a promo thing and not one that someone had, like, commissioned. But it also has a name on there. It's Leon Wesley's uh, June 1941 casket. I'm going to send this Elsa and Frozen thing to my comic stash co-hosts. <laughs> With the caption, Say, isn't that the funniest thing ever? Just go, like, hey guys, we got a better podcast going on. Oh, but speaking I of comic stash. Both... Yeah, comic <laughs> stash I, I, is fun. 
I want to recommend it again, though. I know we've brought it up again, or before, but it's a fun show. I'm listening to this other, there's a comic book podcast, it's really big, I used to listen to it, and it's like, you know what, it's been a while, I'm gonna go listen to what those guys are doing, and I can't believe how pretentious and boring they are. And it's like, I know you talk about it sometimes, but on Comic Stash, you guys will go a little bit off topic. But it's like, yeah, but at least you're human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you have legitimate opinions. So if you want to talk about something interesting, you will. And it's kind of refreshing compared to some of these, like, uh, I I don't know if it's like they get too big or and their heads get swollen or what. But it's like they have to pretend that everything with a female protagonist is good because they don't want to upset their fans or something. Huh. And it's like, you you can critique Wonder Woman for having bad writing if it has bad writing, because that means that when you praise it for good writing, it's that much more valid. Right. You know? So it's just, it's, I don't know, it's weird. <clears throat> I know, I, I hope Comic Stash never gets like that, because, like, I strive for, like, the first 20 minutes to be just inane bullshit, and then the rest of it's comic talk, and people can be happy with that. Well, you know, we ended this episode with child caskets, but we opened it with like me pretending to open a cardboard box. So, beginning to end, this is gold. I'm happy with this. We should probably stop. I'm going to have to edit out so much silence. This is actually going to be a short episode. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. My throat's sore, so I was like, I'm having trouble talking. But uh, I want to wish all of the listeners uh, a happy tomorrow. And if you get bored, you should go to Steam and type in The Land of Glass. You can watch the trailer to my video game, which is on Steam. It will be for When's sale this month. What? When? March 27th. When's March 27th? Tuesday. Last Tuesday of the month. So everybody get your paychecks in order by then. You can buy it. It's an RPG and it's a card game and it's an action game all in one. It's cool. It actually is pretty cool. I kind of... I don't want to sound like I'm sucking your, you know, whatever, but the what I kind of like about Land of Glass is the fact that it's like, when you sit down to play it, it doesn't immediately feel like, oh, I see where this is going. We added... <laughs> I've gotten just snobby enough where it's like, oh, another RPG, I see. Hmm. <laughs> we we added uh, an easier difficulty, so, because I, I know you have a... You weren't the only of our players that had problems with, with the difficulty. So if you actually want to try it again and... and there's there's we've we've rebalanced things a bit but we've also added like an easy mode but it's not like easy mode it's more like uh you know the, there's some tools in here that'll make things better and a little more fun camera superstar mode yeah camera superstar mode we should call it that i'll do that i'll pick cameron mode i believe you you're mentioned in our credits and is a thank you oh i should draw fan art <laughs> if you want I should get, like, crayons out and just start flooding Twitter with, like, Land of Glass fan art. I'll be honest, I know we've made it when we get Rule 34. Oh, I'll just start there. I want to see Cowd and Pad pack us so fucking. You don't have any female characters. No. So, the merchant. Uh, what, are you, what are you saying, huh? What are you, what are you saying? What are you saying? There, there are female side characters in the latter half of the game. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. No, this is something I'm actually like really self-conscious about. Like, it wasn't mm. it wasn't on purpose. It just happened, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit, we're an hour and twenty. We should fuck off. <laughs> Speaking of fucking off, I love you, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>